Welcome to church today. For those who are joining online, a warm welcome also to Whitburn Pentecostal Church. Great to see everyone today. So good to be in God's house today, isn't it? And God is here, and he's here to meet with us. We're here to meet with him, to worship him today. And I, I hope that you're glad to be in church today. I'm glad to be here. And just looking forward to what God wants to say and do in this place today. So let's stand, let's pray, and then we're going to worship God. So if you're able to stand, please uh, stand. Father, we just thank you that you are here in this place. And Lord, we pray just for that manifestation of your presence, a demonstration of your presence in this place today. Father, we just pray that your glory would fall, Lord, upon us as we worship you, Father, as we praise you today. Lord, we ask that your spirit would come and move amongst us, move amongst the seats, move amongst the rows. And Father, just come and visit each one of us. You know what's on our hearts. You know our, our situations. You know our needs. Father, you know everything about us today. And Father, we just come to you. And Lord, we want to just worship you today. We, we just come and worship the King of Kings today, the Lord of Lords. And Father, we give you glory today. Lord, we're here to bring that glory back into, into to your presence today, to bring our worship, to bring our praise, to bring our adoration, to bring our thanksgiving today. And so, Lord, we just ask that you'd move amongst us and lead in this service today for your glory and in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.
our confession this morning that we're not enough unless you come Father it's not enough just to get through the motions, it's not enough just to get through the routines perhaps the routines of the week perhaps the routines of a Sunday Father it's not enough unless you come and Father that's our earnest prayer today that Father you would come by your spirit Father that you'd come and that you'd fulfill the things which you've spoken Father, promises which you've spoken over our lives. And Father, when you speak and when you make a promise, we know that you will come and that you will fulfill that word. Father, we might not see it, we might not be expecting it, but Father, there will come a time where you say it's time to go. The word is activated and the time is now. Father, it's not a Kronos moment, it's a Kairos moment. Father, it's not just a moment in linear time, but Father, a season that we enter into. Father, a new season in life when you do the thing that you've promised to do. And Father, I just pray over this congregation today, those gathered in person, those online. And Father, I just pray over the words which you've spoken into every heart. And Father, I pray that you just uh, cause those words to be revived in our hearts today. And maybe in this week as we go back and as we reflect, as we look at our journals, Father, as we reflect on the promises which you've made to us, as we reflect on the things which you've spoken into the life of this fellowship, Father, we pray that, that, that you would help us to just see them for what they are. Father, they're not just arbitrary things which you've said to encourage us. Father, they're there for a reason because, Father, your word has power. And, Lord, your, your word has a, a, a life in it and an, an energy in it. And, Father, we pray that as we press into the things which you've said, as we don't forget those things, as we remember them and as we pray over them, and, Father, as we look for them to be fulfilled, Lord, we pray that you just activate those things in your time and in your way. And, Father, may our eyes be open to see everything that is in front of us. Father, so often we get caught up in the busyness of life. Lord, that it's easy to miss the thing that's right in front of us. Father, sometimes you can be fulfilling your word and we're we're actually not paying attention to it. So, Father, help us to be spiritually alert and aware and, Father, to be able to see the things that you're doing. So, Father, we just pray over those words. Lord, we, we recognize that we need you. Father, we're not enough in our own strength. Lord, we need you because it's not about us. It's about you and it's about you in us. And so, Father, we just ask that you fulfill those things which you've spoken. And Lord, there are people today in this place today who've been praying over family. Father, they've been praying over loved ones who are not saved. Father, loved ones who've never come to that place of making that decision to follow Jesus for themselves. And so, Lord, I I just pray. Father, over all all those prayers, and Lord, I would say amen to those prayers. We would say as a congregation today, amen to those prayers. We've been praying for prodigals, we've been praying for loved ones who don't know Jesus yet. And Father, we ask that you would just uh, activate uh, your word in their hearts, Lord, that you would just cause the seed which has been sown, Father, just to begin to germinate and to begin to find its way through the soil and reach towards the light. And Father, that it would be new birth people becoming Christians for the first time. Father, people who have walked that path before and who have chosen a different path, Lord, that you bring them back into the way, the ancient paths, Father. Lord, those ways of faith, that we might be able to walk in them together. And Father, that we would rejoice 
Father, for many in this place today, Father, that their joy would be complete in seeing family members come back into walking with you. And so, Lord, we just lift that prayer before you today. Lord, we pray that as we continue in this service, Lord, that you just open our ears to hear what you want to say. Open our spiritual eyes to see the things which you're saying. Open our understanding, Lord, as we open your word and as we consider uh, just some words from Paul this morning. Lord, we just ask that you would just bring things to life in us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. So great to be here today. Great to see everyone. And uh, welcome. If you missed the welcome at the start, let me just welcome you again. Maybe those who are joining us online a little bit late, welcome to you as well. just want to say thank you to everyone who's making church happen these days in all the different ways, all the things that go on, whether they're seen, whether they're up front, whether they're unseen, they're in the background. Uh, thank you to everyone. Just getting myself organized here. Um, just a, a few uh, announcements. Um, if you're very, very observant, you will notice that our visiting speaker today is not here. Um, so um, Alistair has... He's just been a little bit unwell. We chatted on the phone in the middle of the week and, you know, kind of agreed that it was not a good idea that he come to, to our church today um, just so that he gets a bit of time to recover. So you've got me today again. And you can, you can feel free to give me a little applause as well, you know. <laughs> not that my ego's getting in the way or anything like that. Um, so the, the new... Um, Evangelical Alliance magazine is out. I don't know if you're signed up to Evangelical Alliance. This is a, a copy of the E magazine. There are three copies, free for those who are first up the back there on the little table. For those who are sitting at the back, just turn around and grab one, okay? And the Evangelical Alliance magazine this week is, or this, this edition, sorry, is, it says called to intercede. It's about prayer. And I just want to, there was something in here. I just, I just opened this this morning. And, 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 and there's an article right at the start here, and it says, praying time is never wasted time. Praying time is never wasted time. Can I encourage you to get a copy of this? Um, there's three up the back. Um, you can have mine after I'm finished with it if you want as well. Um, we are members of Ev Evangelical Alliance as a church. And so that's why those magazines are there for you to look at. Um, on Monday morning, we'll pray at 9.30 on Zoom. On Tuesday evening... Wait for it. Drum roll. Josh, back up. On Tuesday evening, we will not be praying on Zoom at 7 o'clock. We will be praying in here, in the building at 7 o'clock. Some people are really excited about that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just there's a different dynamic about coming and praying together with the church family. So I, I want to encourage as many as possible to be here on Tuesday night, and we'll get a chance to pray in small groups, pray for each other, and really just seek God's face for all that he wants to do. Um, it will not be on Zoom, okay? It will not be hybrid. It will be in-person only, okay? Just so that you're aware. Is that okay? Did I hear somebody say something there? Time, seven o'clock. You're welcome. And then after Tuesday night, we'll be on for another couple of Tuesdays, and then we'll be taking a, a short break for a number of weeks over the summer, um, probably about four weeks, uh, just to allow people to get their batteries recharged, get plugged in, get out into nature, whatever you do, whatever your thing is. 
Um, so that, that will be uh, Tuesday. Looking forward to that. I'm going to um, speak a message today, and uh, the title of us Until Christ is Formed in You. And this is part one of a two-parter, okay? So, until Christ is formed in you. Can anybody, oh, well, it's up on the screen. I was going to say, can anybody tell me what verse we're going to go to? <laughs> Galatians 4.19, it's up on the screen. Humble apologies. So, if you want to turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 4, verse 19, we're going to read that verse, and it will be on the screen as well. This is what Paul says to the Galatians. My dear children... It's like he's saying, my little children, little ones, people that we feel compassion for, tenderness for, my dear children for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. And the word that the King James Version uses is travail. Paul is saying here, I'm travailing, I'm, I'm wrestling until Christ is formed in you. We're going to think about that in just a little moment. I want to think a little bit about the formation process this morning, and we call it spiritual formation. It's when God is forming us on the inside. Now, I'm going to jump back in time to February 22. Uh, no, it's actually, it should have been February 2020. That's a mistake. In February 2020, we were in Arizona, and we were driving through the landscape there, and I saw these big massive cacti. That's the plural of cactus. So we were driving through, and I was so impressed with these wonderful things grown out in the middle of the desert with hardly any water, and it made me, when I came home, want to buy my own cactus. So I bought my own cactus, and I put it on my window ledge in my kitchen. It's really good because it doesn't need a lot of water, which is good for people who are not very good at watering plants. If you kill a cactus, you really shouldn't go into gardening, okay? Is there anybody in here who's killed a cactus? I know there's somebody here who's killed a cactus. I'm like, how, how do you? Anyway, so I just realized actually just last week how much my cactus has grown. I went back and I took a picture of my cactus on the 22nd of June, which was this week, and it has grown so much that it actually doesn't fit in the photograph anymore. And I had to take a different kind of photograph to actually fit it in. I had no concept that this cactus had grown so much until I looked at that photograph from the 22nd of April, 2020. I had no idea. I just thought, my cactus, and well, it's, it seems to be healthy. It's not, it's not died yet. And, uh, and there it was. It was still growing. <laughs> yes, Brian. I, I think we'll maybe see if we can plant it outside and see what happens. I think it'll last about two weeks. We're going to stay with that wind. It'll get blown over. But things by nature want to grow. Everything that's healthy wants to grow. And we uh, it should be the exact same when it comes to spiritual growth. And time and intentionality bring growth. Growth is slow but sure and not always obvious. And the type of growth that we're talking about today is an inner growth. And I'm going to tell you a story. It's in a book called Deeply Formed Life by Rich Velodis. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right or not. And, and the story goes in this book, which is about spiritual formation. It's about the life of God being created in us. There's a story which he kicks off the book with, where he says that he's, he's just joined a, a Bible college, and he's been given a book to read on postmodernism, and he's asked to read the book and then get up and do a talk on the contents of the book. So he gets the book, 
and he reads the dust cover at the front and the chapter title, the chapter uh, heading page uh, just on the inside. And then he decides he's going to do his talk based on only that. And he's up and he's given his talk and his professor says to him, Rich, you haven't read the book, have you? And he goes, no, I haven't. And it was just one of those moments where he thought, well, I'm going to be asked to sit down now. But his professor said, just keep going. Imagine being grumbled when you're supposed to have read a book and then your professor says, just keep going. And this is what his professor said to them. At the end of the class, he asked if he could have a word. And this is what he said. Rich, you have a gift for reading the dust cover of a book and being able to give a 30-minute presentation on it. But you also have a curse. The curse is you'll be tempted to believe that you can live your life off your gifts and not do the deep work of character formation. That formation of the inner life. And this is what he says. I'm going to put the quote up on the screen. Your gifts can take you only so far but there are no such limits when it comes to a life marked by deep character. There's something powerful about when we take the time to allow the character of Jesus to be formed within us, when we allow kingdom values to be shaped within us. Are we ever tempted? Are you ever tempted to wing it? I had two schools activities on on Friday, and on both occasions, the staff said to me, we're just winging it today. And I was like, that gives me lots of confidence. And then I realized when I went to Longridge, I was on first. I was like, thanks, guys. Now I've got to warm up the crowd for you rather than you warming them up for me. So it was a bit, it was a bit of a funny experience, actually. Um, but that's, that's another story. Just coming back to this scripture, my dear children for whom I, I travail, I'm, I'm groaning. There's just the, these pains within me until Christ is formed in you. And the book of Galatians essentially gives us two paths that we can take. There are two options. And this is, this is how I summarize, summarize it. Live uh, by the, the law, which is about outward appearance and fail, or live by the spirit, which is about inward transformation and thrive. I don't know about you. I've been in church a long time. And there are people who make a good show of being a Christian. It's all stuff that's on the outside. But there are people who may be a little bit more quiet. They're maybe in the background and people don't celebrate them. But actually, in those people, there's an inward transformation happening in their lives that causes them in their life to thrive. And the the book of Galatians, Paul is saying to these people, the Galatians, you've got two choices here. You can live by the law or you can live by the Spirit. And this is what he is saying. I'm going to just reflect on that for just a moment or two. You see, much of religion and the outward stuff is about rules, appearances, forms, rituals, things that we do. And for most of us, I don't know about you, for most of us, it's impossible. I've been in some church services and I think if I had to lead this, I couldn't do it because I couldn't remember half of it. All the things that people do and, you know, well, I'm not going to all, but there are things I'm just like, I, I couldn't remember half of the stuff that we need to do. But some people can make a really good show of faith, coming to church, doing the right things, but on the inside, there's a hollowness. I, I pass by uh, a number of 
months ago, during, it was during one of the lockdowns, I was out, out for a walk and I went down through some of the, the woodland areas near where I stay and there was a, a beech tree and actually when you look at the beech tree, it was just a shell. The inside of the beech tree, there was nothing there. There was no substance to it. How it was still standing, I'll never know. But there was no substance to the tree and I thought one day there'll be a wind strong enough and that tree will blow over. It's in the middle of the forest, probably won't matter. But then I was thinking there was a beech tree, you might remember this, a beech tree just down in between Whitburn and East Whitburn. And one day there was a storm and that tree blew over and that tree landed in somebody's van and that man lost his life that day because there was a tree that had no substance to it. There was a tree that was hollow. And I was thinking about this, our dysfunction, if there is stuff wrong on the inside with us, that can be a danger to others. When we fall, and when Christians fall, it affects other people. Have you ever noticed that? I've, I've, I've experienced this where somebody that you admire, they just kind of, they, they fall, something happens in their life, and, and they're not living the Christian life because there was, there was something wrong on the inside, and, and they get caught out, or they get found out, and you know, I've, I've, I've had friends, and this has happened to some of my friends, people in ministry, people working in charities, where something happens, and they get found out because there's, there's not that spiritual formation on the inside. And Paul goes on to say, if you read the next again chapter, he talks about how this old way, the religious way, is symbolized by Hagar, the mother of Ishmael, who was born by natural means. God had given Abraham a promise. He says, you're going to have a child. But instead, they had this child called Ishmael, and Ishmael became a problem. But what Paul is saying is that that symbolizes the old covenant, the old agreement, the old testament, the old way, the law, and it's about slavery to the law. And we know that none of us can keep the law. Has anybody never broken God's law in here? And the Bible says if you break one part of it, you break it all. And I know for a fact I, I wouldn't be able to do this. I couldn't do this. And Paul said to the Galatians in chapter 6, verse 12, those who want to make a good show, a good impression, a good outward appearance are trying to compel you to be circumcised. That's what, the, that's what the whole thing was about. It was about outward things, but what Paul was saying is that it's of no consequence, it's of no value to you. And the temptation was to go back to the old way of doing things. The second path is to live by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is freely given to us, and if we allow the Holy Spirit, He will activate and work in us to bring transformation from the inside out. Paul went on to say that this is represented by another person, Abraham's wife, who was called Sarah, who had the child of promise. His name was Isaac, and he was the one who God would bring the seed eventually through, leading all the way down to Jesus. And that path, that path is a path of faith. It's a path of acceptance of the love of God, and it's not about works. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 tells us that. If we're trying to work for our salvation, we've missed the point because salvation is something that God gives us freely. When we're saved, we work out our salvation. We don't work for our salvation. It comes out of this deep place within. And the problem with the Galatians was that they were reverting back to an old way of doing things. I don't know about you, I think, are they crazy? Are they absolutely crazy? Who would want to go back to circumcision? I was surprised that I didn't get a greater response to it. I'm like, especially with you guys. It's like, who wants to go back to I'm like, I'll have the Holy Spirit, please, okay? 
We had a good laugh about this in one of our foundations classes. It kept coming up for some reason that we did a while ago. Paul said to them, after beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? And here's the thing, we can do the same. We can begin the right way, we can begin in the Spirit, and then we can start trying to make it all happen ourselves and run on ahead. And Paul is saying that I'm travailing, I'm I'm wrestling with you until you get this. I'm praying for you. I'm trying to speak to you in ways that you understand so that you can get this. It's not about the outward show. It's not about all the stuff that happens on the outside. It's about a process of character formation on the inside. And many will know that scripture. When Samuel went to find the next king of Israel after Saul, he went to the house of Jesse and Jesse brought, brought out all his sons, and there was this big handsome guy called Eliab, big, tall, dark and handsome, big muscles, probably had a big six-pack instead of a barrel like most of the rest of us. And he came out in front of Samuel, and this is what God said to Samuel, don't consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord, and Paul says this to the Galatians as well. I don't know if you've ever picked this up. In Galatians 2 verse 6, Paul says, God does not judge by external appearances. It's easy to come into church and make a big show of how good we are. Look at me. That was chocolate I'd eat myself. And we can, we can do this too, who knows that song, the Who song, Don't Get Fooled Again? We Won't Get Fooled Again. Do you know that song? If you've watched CSI, you'll know that song. We Won't Get Fooled Again. We can be fooled by people's outward appearance. And we can think, man, I wish I was like that person. But actually, we don't know the struggles that are going on in their heart that God knows. We can applaud gift. I, I applaud it when people, like when, when we were in Arizona, a guy called Jeff Peterson, who was the pastor of the church that we visited when Andrew and I went out there in 2009, I think it was, and we were out for, for dinner one night. It was a Friday night. I think we were just about to think about coming back home, and we were out, and, and we spent a bit of time with Jeff, and he began to, he, sa- he said, do you mind if I pray this prayer over you? And I'm not joking. He, he prayed this prayer, which was actual words which are written down, and he prayed it from memory, and it went on for about five minutes, and I'm like, how does he remember that? I'm like, that's fantastic. I was so impressed. Now, he's a good guy on the inside as well, but we can get impressed by things like that. You'll certainly never be impressed with my memory, that's for sure. Um, but we can become so impressed by people on the outside. Look at the culture that we live in, celebrity culture. Who, who, who is, so, is aware of this whole thing about celebrity? We, we look at people who are on a pedestal and we think, wow, I wish I was famous and and, and rich like that person and had their looks or their, you know, their, their funny, cool haircut or whatever it is. You know, we, we just applaud celebrity all the time, our, our society. And it's like celebrities are, are kind of doing all these things. Not every, I don't want to judge because I don't know everybody's heart. But sometimes I wonder if sometimes celebrities are doing things so that people go like that. Well done, you. Look at what you're doing. That's fantastic. Anyway, I hadn't planned to say that. However... Character is developed on the inside when we have a grander vision of life. See, many times we can be caught up with a vision of ourselves and our own world and what's going on with us. 
caught up with their own self-importance. But there's a grander vision that God can give us, a grander vision that we need to grasp, a grander vision of the way of God and a, a deep way that he works within us so that we can be a blessing to others. That was the whole thing about Abraham to start with. He said, you're going to be blessed so that you can be a blessing to other people. And the, the appeal that I would make today is that Jesus wants to form a deep life within us. And that's going to take time. A deep life that will bring glory to him. And also a deep life that will sustain us. Like that hollow tree. Trees that have a good core. And to have that six pack, you need to be working on that core, don't you? <laughs> and God wants to do the work at the very core of who we are. And when Paul says he's travailing, uh, when Paul says he is travailing till Christ is formed in you, what he is saying is this. <clears throat> I'm going to put it up on the screen. This is literally what it means. I'm behind in my presentation. Literally, our mind and life in complete harmony with the mind and life of Christ until that has been formed in you. Until our mind and life in complete harmony with the mind and life of Christ has been formed in you. Who here today thinks, I really feel like Jesus today. I really have been acting like Jesus this week. I've really been speaking like Jesus this week. I've really been praying for people like Jesus this week. Do you know that he's, somebody mentioned, Liz mentioned this this morning, he's in heaven praying for us. Have we been praying like Jesus this week? Or do we kind of feel like our mind and life is characterized by something totally different? Our mind and life is characterized by the latest thing that happened in Coronation Street. No. Well, maybe for some people. But he's saying, what he's saying is that that mind, the, the way that Jesus thinks and the way that that's outworked in his life, that's what he's trying, that's what he's wanting to be formed in these people. This impacts our attitude, our attitude to, do, to God, to others, and to ourselves. It impacts our core values, kingdom values, so that they become uh, God's values. Those values in us, in me, in you. It's about that deep inner transformation, what we call spiritual formation. And spiritual formation takes time and intentionality. You probably know that I'm going to quote Romans chapter 12, verse 2, eh? where Paul is writing to a different church this time, and he says, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Two opportunities. One is to conform to everything that we see in the world today, the world's values, the way the world works, the world's opinions, the world's attitudes, or to be transformed on the inside by the renewing of our mind. And it's the Spirit that does that in us. To conform, and what, was, what Paul is saying, has, say, saying here is, do not make yourselves in the image of something else by adjusting outward things. You are created in God's image. To conform is to become like everybody else around about you. If you've read through the Old Testament, you'll see that that's what happens. All the books of the prophets are written as these kings are coming and going, and, you know, they're just leading people away from the truth, leading people away from God, and it ultimately ends in captivity for Israel and Assyria, later for 
Judah and Babylon. Mentioned that last week. Because they conformed to what was round about them rather than allowing God to transform them, transform them through his word. And we can tend to want to emulate our heroes, don't we? We, can, we want to conform to the image of somebody else. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Here's one from when I was a kid, okay? Who remembers that program, The Incredible Hulk, starring Lou Ferrino as the Hulk? Do you remember that? And I remember after I would watch The Incredible Hulk, I would be outside with my, my jeans on, no top on, doing that slow motion run down the street, thinking I was Lou Ferrino with the big pecs and the big biceps and all that kind of stuff. I had aspirations, but I was never going to be that guy trying to conform to the image of somebody else. Where's the videos? There's no, there were no videos in those days, <laughs> thankfully. And I've seen, I've seen this in church as well, where people want to dress like the big speaker. I remember the days when everybody was wearing green suede uh, jackets. Do you remember the green suede jackets? And then it was the leather jackets. Today, if you go into the Assemblies of God website, sorry guys if you watch this, okay, but it's all the little short bomber jackets that people are wearing these days. I'm like, I am not ever going to wear a bomber jacket until it's out of fashion, okay? Because I don't want to conform to the image of somebody else. What I want is to be transformed on the inside so that I am the person that God wants me to be. You see, we don't need outward restyling. We need inward revival. I don't want to look like somebody else. I don't want to be somebody else. I'm way past wanting to be like Lou Ferrino, right? I re realized a long time ago, I was never going to have those muscles, okay? I don't want to conform to the latest speaker and to their trends and to all this stuff that can shape the way church is. I want to be transformed on the inside and have the character of Christ developed in me. It starts when we invite him into our hearts and say, here am I. My life's a bit of a mess just now, but I know that you can come in and that you can make it right. You can make me clean. The word transform is when we change on the inside to be like Christ. It's from the Greek word metamorphose. I've probably said that wrong. Which essentially means to change to another form. To change to another form form. It's where we get the word metamorphosis. You know that one, which is also what happened to the Incredible Hulk. Sorry, you can come back to this. There was a metamorphosis. David Banner, the skinny little geeky guy like me, became Hulk smash, right? He became the Hulk. There's a transformation happened, and that's what this is talking about. And the word metamorphosis, this is what it means. It means to be it should come up on my screen here. The process of transformation from an immature form to an adult form. That's what metaphor for... This is something that begins with M. I'm a bit tired today. I don't know why I'm getting my words mixed up. Metamorphosis is a process of transformation from an immature form to an adult form. And there's a picture of a butterfly on the screen. It's a peacock butterfly. I took that picture in the garden of our next door neighbor. Just, I think it was last year I took that picture. I was like, wow, these guys are amazing. They went through 
a transformation from a little caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly. That's a process that they have to go through, from becoming the immature caterpillar to the mature adult butterfly. I wonder how many of us would say we're at that stage. Sorry, I'm still at the mic for those who are online, okay? I'm going to get my set up again, just in case you're wondering. The immature, childish sort of form, the caterpillar stage. I wonder if in our Christian lives, where would we say we're at? Would we say we're back here? Or would, would we say we're the mature adult form? Look at me. I'm mature. I went to the prayer meeting last week. I'm a mature Christian. I'm a real boy. We don't want to say that we're like that. We don't want to boast about ourselves and, we're, and say we're the adult, we're the mature person. But why not? That's what God's intention for us is, is that we become sons. We come away from slavery, slaves to the law, slaves to sin, slaves to all sorts of things, slaves to people's opinions, and we become mature adults in Christ who are listening to the Holy Spirit, who are being transformed on the inside, and who are living out the life of God. For that butterfly to become a butterfly, did you know that there's a struggle? The butterfly becomes, well, the little caterpillar becomes a chrysalis, and there's a transformation takes place inside that as something happens to the body of the caterpillar and it begins to disintegrate, but then the butterfly begins to appear. And then it comes out of that chrysalis and it begins to pump fluid from this big massive abdomen out into its wings. And there's a process where if you begin to try and help that butterfly, it's going to die because it needs to struggle through the process to become what you see on the screen, a mature adult butterfly with wings that can fly, and that's on a buddleia plant. I can't spell it, but it's a buddleia because butterflies love buddleias. Plant, plant bee-friendly plants. Plant buddleias in your garden, things that they like. There's a process of transformation takes place inside that chrysalis. Sometimes, for us, the process of transformation is unseen by other people. It's when we're in that situation and we're holding on to God for all our worth and we're saying, Holy Spirit, come and change me on the inside. There's a transformation that takes place. What kind of Christian do you want to be? The little baby, a mature Christian who gets upset every time something happens that they don't like? Or the mature Christian who is able to withstand the things that come against them in life. Adults marked by good character, and good character is expressed in love, in truth, in justice, in mercy, and in a maturity of spirit towards others. And I'll say it again, I've said this so many times in church, character will always trump gift. I've heard people speaking on platforms who were the most gifted speakers who would be able to hold people in the palm of their hand. They're waiting on every word that they're going to say. Gifted people. But there was a flaw in the character in the inside. And they fell. And they sinned. And it was public. And everybody knew about it. And it caused people to fall away from faith. It caused people that I know, that I still pray for today, it caused them to fall away from faith. It caused them to question, what is this all about? If that's what happens to these big guys who are on the stage, what's this all about? There are people that I pray for today who've been affected by these very things that I'm talking about. 
These days there's a phrase, you can fake it till you make it. Have you heard that phrase? You can fake it till you make it. Well, God's not fooled. Have you ever heard that Who song? Won't get fooled again. <laughs> Have you ever been in that position where you've got somebody coming up for dinner and your house is a mess and you just take all the junk and you fire it in the cupboard? <laughs> you ever done that? <laughs> and then you shut the door. Or when you open that door, everything falls out top of you. Have you ever done? Well, that's what it's like when we're faking it till we make it. We hide all our junk in out the way, hoping nobody will see it, so that when people are looking at us, they go, wow, you have such a lovely house. It's nice and tidy. You're so minimalist. And we can fool other people, but we can't fool God. I'm not saying God's necessarily interested when it's in what's in our cupboard, but He is interested what's in here. And he sees the junk that's in here as well. And I think what the Holy Spirit wants to do is to come and do a clear out. To come and have a good read out in in the cupboard of our heart. And I'm going to come to part two of this message uh, next week. Um, And God, but I just want to remind us that God sees us as we are. We need to realize that character, character is formed slowly. Character is formed in the processes of life all the things that happen. Character is formed in the fire. Character is formed as we are washed by the Word of God, which is why it's so important to read it, to meditate on it, to allow God to speak to us through it. Character is formed as we walk with God in prayer. Character is formed in all these different places. Galatians chapter 5 verse 25 says this, since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. And we'll come back to that verse next week. And this is why, this is why Paul is saying this, because in Galatians 5.1 it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Jesus came 2,000 years ago into this world as a baby. He lived his life. He grew up, and at the age of 30, he began to minister to people, and people flocked to hear Jesus because they were amazed at his wisdom. You see, in the quiet years, we heard about him when he was 12, but in the quiet years, we don't read about that, but in the quiet years, there was character being formed within him. There was that, he grew in stature and favor with God and men. Something was happening on the inside so that when it came to the moment where he says, now it's time, now it's time to begin the ministry, that something had been working away in him all these years and it began to come out. Took him to a cross where he died on a cross for our sin, for all the junk, for all the stuff that's in our cupboard, the junk in the cupboard of our heart. He came to die to forgive us, to make us clean, to give us that opportunity and ability to have that clear out so that we could put our faith and trust in Him, so that we could live by the Spirit, because it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Not to be bound up by laws and rules and regulations, but to have that freedom, to have that life that leads to fullness in life. I'm just going to ask the musicians to come back up. We're going to do a song at the end here, a new song. And uh, really it's a song that helps us to focus on Jesus. And I wonder if we could just close our eyes for a little moment as we pray. I don't know about everyone in here. Maybe you've never invited Jesus into your life. Maybe you've never made that decision to, to become a Christian. And today I want to invite you to do that. I was saying to the kids in school just on Friday, When I was six years old, I invited Jesus into my heart. I invited him in to forgive me and to make me clean and to begin to clear out the the junk cupboard in my life. 
And today I want to give people an opportunity. Maybe you're joining us in person. Maybe you're joining us online. I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus into your heart today. And it's just a simple prayer. You ask him to come in and to clear out the junk cupboard in your life. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you want to, you can just repeat this prayer after me and say amen at the end. You can do that quietly in your heart. But, but tell somebody that you've done it. If you're online, let us know that you've done it. It's just a simple prayer and it goes like this. Heavenly Father, I want to be able to call you Father. I want to be your son, your daughter. I ask that you come into my heart today, that you clear out the junk cupboard in my life, that you forgive me of my sin, and that your Holy Spirit comes in and help me to live the way that you want me to live. Give me the strength. I can't do it on my own, but I can do it with you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you've prayed that prayer today, let us know. Come and tell us. Let somebody know. You need to let somebody know. And Father, I just pray that you'd help us to allow your spirit to work in our lives, that it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Father, help us not to become bound again to sin and to slavery to sin and to, to, to just outward appearances and to routines and rituals and things that we do that we think make us look good. But Father, help us to come to a place where we become transformed on the inside, where you do your work in, in the very core of our being. And Father, that, that we become who you have created us to be, the very best person, the best version of us that we can be. Father, we thank you that we're created in your image. Lord, help us to conform to that image. Father, help us to do the works that you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Do you know, as we sing this song, you can stand and you can join in. It's not one that we've done in the church before, but I know a number of people have listened to this song. It was up on, uh, I think, my Facebook during the week. But if you want to stand, feel free to do that. If you're happy being seated, that's okay as well. But we're going to sing this song. Shine through. 
just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul captive by depression I speak Jesus your name is power your name is knows what I'm going to do. I'm going to play again and I'm just going to encourage you to stand and just to sing this song as a prayer.
to begin to speak the name of Jesus out over your family, over your situation, over the things that are happening in your life. And let's just worship him today. Let's worship the incredible, glorious, wonderful name of Jesus. And let's speak it out today. And let's just open up our lungs to praise him. And Father, we ask that you come and just live in our praise and that you'd move in our praise. And Father, that you would come into every situation, into every street, into every town and village, into every family. And Father, I pray for churches across our nation that, Father, that you would come and visit your churches in a fresh way. Father, that there would be a fire which begins to burn in every fellowship. Father, that a, a fire that would consume the junk and the dross and the things that we don't need and that your spirit would come. And, Father, that you just activate something in your spirit across this nation again. Father, that you would activate your word. Father, that you would come in power. In Jesus' name and for your glory, let's just sing this song and let's just praise him and let's just let it out today. Let's hold nothing back as we worship him. I just Jesus. want to speak the name of Jesus, Jesus. over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. So every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. Jesus from the 
us to declare the name of Jesus this week. Father, whatever it holds for us, Lord, all in different circumstances, situations, different family backgrounds, different walks of life, different workplaces. And Father, we pray, I pray specifically for those who will go into the workplace this week. Father, I don't know what everybody's going into on Monday morning, but Father, I pray that we would take the spirit of Jesus with us and that we would be able to speak Jesus into that place. Father, maybe some of us experiencing uh, trials and tests and Father, just maybe temptations, things that are uh, surrounding us in the workplace. Father, things that we've got to listen to that other people say that make us feel uncomfortable. Father, just ideas that we're exposed to that we'd rather not hear. All sorts of things going on. And Father, we just pray, help us to be strong in the place where you've called us to work. Because Father, it's important, work's important. And Lord, we just pray your blessing on the work of our hands, Lord, for those uh, who... Uh, don't work and father who maybe go to school or those who retired and father whatever uh, lies in front of us this week father uh, lord we just pray that you'd be with us and be with our families and lord help us to continue to speak the name of jesus over our families lord to pray for our families that they come to know you the one true god and father we just pray your blessing on this congregation father we pray your blessing on everyone who's gathered in person those who've gathered online those who will listen to this message later on father guests and visitors who've joined with us online today, perhaps, Father, we just pray your blessing on them and the work of their hands. Lord, may we find Jesus. May we grow to become like Jesus. May we have the mind and life of Christ, the mind and life of Christ in us. May that be our mind and may that be the, the very expression of our lives. So, Father, we pray, help us as we go into this week to know your blessing. And may our lives just glorify you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen. Have a wonderful week. So great to see you all today. The Lord bless you.